0: an overweight gargoyle hanging off me like a baby orangutan it was making my job a little difficult very difficult in fact it's not easy being unobtrusive with those two around when i'm not as Azel's daughter and Bezel's donut enabler i'm an agent of death it's not as glamorous as it sounds every week i get a list of names places and times i go to the appointed place at the appointed time pick up the soul and bring it to the door At the door, the soul chooses whether to pass on to whatever is behind the door – don't ask me, I'm not allowed to know – or to stay and haunt the earth forever. Most of the time, my job is as straightforward as it sounds. I'm kind of like a UPS delivery guy. I don't know what's in the boxes, and I don't care. It's just my job to deliver them on time and to the correct location. I also have to file paperwork – lots and lots of paperwork – and the forms are annoying and redundant. Being an agent of death isn't such a great gig, really, but it's an inherited job. I got mine when my mom died, and one that doesn't go away until you take the trip to the door yourself. So there I was, a week before Thanksgiving, shivering in thirty-degree weather and thinking longingly of my crocheted blankets and a cup of hot chocolate, waiting to pick up a soul who was scheduled to die at 1.27 a.m. somewhere in this alley. Bezel carefully rewrapped his scarf around his chubby neck, Draped over his wings in the back. I hope that this isn't one of those disgusting alley murders, he said conversationally. The last one put me off my feet. Is that even possible? Gabriel murmured for my ears only, and I smiled. Then I straightened a little, pushing away from the wall. Gabriel came to attention beside me. What is it? I don't think you have to worry about hacked up body parts this time, Beazel, I said. Why not? Because I can see the vampire. I nodded at the innocuous-looking man making his way across the parking lot. He looked like any moderately successful single guy out on a Saturday night. His hair was blonde and stylishly cut, his clothes were good without being flashy, and his face was sort of ordinary handsome. You wouldn't know he was a vampire, which is good for their kind. The most successful hunters are the ones with the best camouflage. He crossed out of the lot and into the alley, his footsteps slowing as he approached us. We were tucked unobtrusively in a little four-foot depression in the building, one of those architectural oddities that seemed to have no explanation. The buildings went straight across and then it dipped in, like someone had planned to put a closet there and then resumed its normal course. It was just enough to keep us from being seen by anyone who passed by. The vampire stopped dead a few feet away. I saw his nostrils flare. I know you're there, agent, he said. I stepped out of the depression and into the light of one yellow street lamp that hung over the parking lot. Gabriel followed and stood behind my shoulder. I said nothing. The vampire's eyes widened a little when he saw Gabriel. He smirked. You must be the famous Madeline Black, the only agent with a guard dog. If the vampire thought he could make a little sport for himself by getting a rise out of Gabriel, he had another thing coming. Gabriel is the type that burns slow, so slow, I wonder sometimes if he's got a pulse. What is your business, vampire? I asked. If you are here, then you know my business, he said. He raised an eyebrow at me. You will not interfere? You know I am bound against it, I said, and there was a little shivering of magic as I said it, as if the source of my power was affirming the truth of that statement. That was one of the suck things about being an agent. I saw a lot of death and most of those deaths would break my heart if I let them. Stupid accidents, horrific murders, deaths of children and young mothers and college kids before their time. But it was not for me to judge which lives should be saved. If their name was on my list, then their death was fated, and I was bound not to interfere. I'd learned early on to adopt a circle-of-life attitude for my own sanity. It didn't mean that I liked it. The vampire sidled a little closer to me, And I could almost feel Gabriel's hackles rise. He loves me. He can't have me, but he does not like other men coming near me. If Gabriel had his way, there would be a thirty six inch man free radius around me at all times. I have heard stories of your beauty, the vampire purred. His nostrils flared again. I see that they are not exaggerated. I crossed my arms. My beauty is not so legendary. Do I look like I just fell off the turnip truck? Get lost. I'm not the helpless victim you're looking for. I saw the glint of Fang as he stepped closer. He seemed hypnotized by some scent.